Hey, it's that clip sample. Hey, fuck that talking. Let the clip sample. There. I'll wait till you're recording, which you are. Um, all right, welcome back. Episode. Uh, I know it's episode one of the new year, but yeah. I think overall this seventy four, right? It, yeah, seventy four, but season two, episode one. Glad to be back. I um, me too. Love season twos. Your general. your voice is a lot deeper. You went through that awkward uh, puberty like, puberty thing. I'm most, still looking forward to it. Most kids go through it at 13. I flip flopped and went through it at 31. Yeah, it's come uh, back like 32. You're you're already starting to look like uh, quite the man, if I have to say so myself. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I think at this point we're back to our traditionally regularly scheduled program uh, Tuesday and Fridays. We took just one a week the last two. Enjoy the holidays, things of that nature. But it's good to be back. Happy New Year's. Yes, Happy New Year, 2021. Uh, my New Year's off to a great start. Can't say the same for the New England Patriots. This is it, mm. buddy. This day has been staring us down on the calendar for quite some time. They're called New England, but it looks like the same England to me. Yep. You know uh, today I mean. we officially laid, at the time of this recording, rather, we officially laid the 2020 New England Patriots season to rest. So RIP respectively finished at a respective seven and nine. Um, Not making the playoffs, not doing anything significant. Uh, Before we officially move on with the eulogy of the season, I I, I don't know how much we want to get into here. I mean, we we talk about him enough. I, I was actually listening back to some of our older episodes, like over the summer and into like a few weeks of the season. This is pretty much where I pegged him. Uh, an eight and eight, seven and nine team. Uh, I, I thought, you know, after the, I was thinking about this too, over the weekend, you ever notice like people use like that Seattle game is like an outlier. Like, all right, take out that Seattle game. And like cam really sucks. Or like this team really stinks. Mm-hmm. They lost that game. <laughs> you know, like, yep. it's not like they blew the Seahawks out by like 40. They still lost. And the final play of the game was also a representation of the rest of the season. Sure was coming just short. Yeah. And, and not being able to drop a, a passing play and Correct. then Cam keeping the ball and just getting stuffed behind the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing is what they call it. Uh, yeah. In the poetry it. world. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Foreshadowing again yes. <laughs> into the poetry world later on. But yeah, I mean, I, I thought we'd look briefly. I mean, the only really way to look at the season, I think is a quick, the good, the bad and the ugly. Fortunately, majority of those things were towards the latter end. I think there was some good. I mean, I'm not being sarcastic. I think there was some good coming out of this season. I thought the special teams was really good. (laughs) The special teams is fucking great. Jake Bailey, Nick Folk, and I think um, Matthew Slater had another great year. Mm -hmm. He made a handful. I'll put it this way. I remember more Matthew Slater, like, um, downing the punts within the 10 than Cam Newton touchdowns. 100% serious. I feel like we invited bad karma by by me saying that that was like my one of my favorite parts of the game because ultimately it became it. like the only enjoyable part of the game. Good season for it. Um, Damian Harris, so that had a, a promising season. Yep. Which means we'll probably trade him. Uh, same with Jacoby Myers. But um, I think Demir Bird had some good games too. He had a couple of receptions. Yeah. Here and there. Um, but yeah, Jake, Jake Bailey was balling this year. And I wrote this down. Great quote. Oh, also, if you watch the game today, I'm not being sarcastic. I think they were quite literally like the last broadcast, like on the CBS, like totem pole. Yep. Seriously. And to like hundred um, percent understandably as well. 
it was another all-time kicker, Jay Feely. And I forget the guy who was calling it. Um, some Tom McCarthy, yeah. who I've never heard of. Me neither. Respect to him, but I've never heard no, of him. seems like a nice enough guy. Um, and Jay Feely is usually the sideline guy for like, they usually put him on, mm-hmm. I don't know, like Brian Gum- uh, Greg Gumbel's games or Kevin mm-hmm. Harlan's games. And they're like, no, you can just call this one if you just, want. Just analyze this. You, you've kicked <laughs> field goals. I don't know. Let us know you, what you see from Cam in the pocket. You get it. Just, uh, just fucking do it, Jay. All right. It's watch week 17. It and react naturally. We don't really Nobody's care. Nobody's watching. No one's watching. This game sucked. I mean, I guess the second half was a little exciting. Um, I didn't really watch the second half just because the first half was so awful. But it, say what you want about the team. And I've said this before. This is without a doubt. If they went, even if they went 11 and 5, this is the most boring football team I've ever watched, like regularly oh, yeah. on a week to week basis. They're just not good. Um, but anyway, that guy, not Jay Feely, the other guy, I, I, I was like kind of watching it kind of on my phone. And at one point, I just heard him say, one of the one of the best parts about this Patriots team has been punter Jake Bailey. And that's when I was like, all right, uh, let's put a bow on this thing. <laughs> that's that's never a good look for a, a competitive NFL tackle mm-hmm. football team. Uh, anything else good you took out of this season that I failed to mention? Um, not really. Uh, Gillette Stadium looked nice without fans, I guess. This is a new new uh perspective on the stadium huge stadium <laughs> bunch of bunch of nice championship banners yep they got that lighthouse That's very cool neat. lighthouse very neat yeah did you used I, I, to work there mm-mm. no I no no not not in the stadium but like specifically the lighthouse did not okay you i did not okay cool we should get that guy on whoever does work in there you think it's the guy <laughs> that uh right, who's willie same guy who, like, uh, the equipment manager also mans the lighthouse. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, moving on. The bad. What we got here? Where do we begin? I think the coaching in general has been pretty terrible. Steve Belichick, more specific. I think the Steve Belichick, Bill Belichick uh, relationship is very interesting. Uh, I think he's bad enough as a coach where, understandably, there's questions about should you be a coach if you, if your dad wasn't the head coach? Mm. I don't know. Oh, uh, for on the good Steve Belichick's hair. It's outstanding. Oh yeah. I, when do you think was the last time he got a haircut and does he even know? I was going to say, is. does he even care? No, 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 definitely not. He can't. Um, and it's not like you can use like, you can't use like the pandemic as an excuse because like you're, you're testing frequently and I'm sure you can get a haircut if you want to safely. That that's not a that's not a argument, um, but in all seriousness, I, a, a grown man should not have a head of hair that looks like that. Have you heard him speak? Not really. He's Weird little voice. Bill Belichick, mm. the same like no nonsense, doesn't answer anything mm. outside of football. Sounds very right. like <laughs> Belichick. For him. It's funny how he lives up to the stereotype of himself, which is just like, yeah, mm. I just created this. I didn't re- like. I didn't create this child the way that you think I did. Like he was made in a lab mm. and I removed all personality from him. Like from the time he was born. Yeah. Any other questions? I injected him with football and like, Here it's, it was. it's literally leather that courses through his veins, which <laughs> I'm jealous of, but that's another story. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I thought the coaching sucked. And again, it, aspects of the coaching. I said last time, I kind of, I kind of um, stuck up a little bit for Josh McDaniels. I mean, he's extremely limited on what he can do. 
Like, like you said, he can't call passing plays in certain scenarios. <laughs> That's what a hilarious to thing to say. Not That's inaccurate. True. The other thing I said was one of the bads was uh, case in point, Cam throwing. Like Cam looked awful throwing the football at certain yeah. times. And he, he like, I know he's had some injuries. I'm not going to say he's getting older. He's like early 30s. He was a Super Bowl MVP quarterback. Like he, I, he's taken a very deep dive um, in the wrong direction from a, from a throwing the football skill standpoint. Very Half frustrating. Back dive. Yeah, big time. Uh, he's more successful at halfback dive than any other sort of passing play. Like I was saying today, like the epitome of the season, I remember looking up and watching one drive today. I think I texted you. It was first down was a literally a like check down pass to James White, overthrew him. Next pass was a dropped interception. And then third third down was, I think he got lit, sacked by literally like three or four guys. Um, I'm just like, all right, here comes, here comes Jake Bailey. And that, I think that's when that quote came out actually about the best part of this team. So yeah, not good. Doesn't sound like he's coming back next year. I, I'm okay with that. Um, I've been, I've been supporting that move for quite some time. The only thing I wish to see today was to see some Jared Stidham. That might be one of the, that, that might be on the bad as well. We learned nothing about Jared Stidham. So he, I think he has to go. Yeah. It's like, what do we do? Like w- there was no rhyme or reason why he shouldn't have played at least a half today. I don't think he played at all today. I don't get any passing stats. It was him no. and um, uh, what's his name? Jacoby Myers had passing stats too. He threw a touchdown to Cam Newton. Um, <laughs> and I knew that was going to happen. I knew they were going to fucking blow him out. Cam was going to have numbers, which I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy the story came out before the game about them parting ways um, yeah. after the season. Because in that case, I, I mean, I hope it's enough for Cam to get a job next year somewhere else. I, I just, I, I prefer him not to be on the team I, I follow and care about. Um, and then, yeah, not saying anything from Stidham. Oh, I did write that down. And then, as we said at the beginning of the recording, finishing close games. Like, they just suck at finishing close games. God. Excuse me, finishing close games on the winning end. Yes. They finished a number of close games. They just happened to lose all of them. Finished all 16 of them somehow. Yeah. Seattle, they could have won. I still think Kansas City, they could have won. Yep. And that was one of the worst performances of pro football I've ever seen in my entire yes, life. Yes, it was. <laughs> From beginning to end. We talked before. Those red zone, I literally remember. Because that, that might have been one of the Tuesday night games, right? It was like one of the one-off. Like, I think it was one games. of the first ones. Yeah. yeah. I remember, I vividly remember sitting on my couch throwing something a water bottle or something when Hoyer took that sack the first time Hoyer took a sack in the red zone or yeah. I think he fumbled it, it resulted in zero points no matter what and then he did it again um I was equally as frustrated but not as much as the first time because then I was like okay this is expected and then Stidham came in um I think he threw a pick on his first play but it got overturned and then threw a touchdown to Harry and people were like "Ooh." About time. Yep. Uh, and then they lost. What was the other one? Denver, they could Buffalo. have won. Buffalo, they definitely could have won. Denver, they could have won. And yep. if not for that Chiefs game, that was the worst performance of an NFL team I've ever seen in my entire life. That the was Cam's first game back from COVID. Yep. <laughs> that was so bad. And they, it was a one-score game. They could have won. And that was the game when people argued Belichick should have challenged the, the play on James White when he was down or short of the first down. Oh yeah, yep. Um, they lost. San Fran was just a blowout. That was on the ugly. Uh, and I so the Buffalo game, yes. Here's the other one: the Jets game 
they should have lost that close, but they won that one close. And then it was just like, fuck it. A long field goal. The rest. Yep. So I was fine with it. Yep. Oh, and the Texans. That was the other one. They could have beat, should have beat the Texans where they played yep. terribly. They beat the Cardinals, right? Yeah. Close I don't game. know how the hell that happened. Ah, uh, weather. Beat the Ravens comfortably. So they beat the Jets comfortably today and they beat the Ravens comfortably. Yep. I think that was it. Oh, they beat the Raiders. Um, uh, the, Dolph- the Dolphins. Even week one was close. It was like 10 or it was less than two touchdowns. Yeah. So the only real blowouts were a win against the Jets and the loss against San Fran. Oh no, and they got they got their fucking uh, uh, doors blown off against Buffalo on that Monday night game a couple weeks ago. I'm gonna that have to take a look at the horrible. the season opener because do you remember if he threw any touchdowns against the Dolphins? He ran for two. Okay, so maybe that's why think. we weren't like it didn't cross our minds yet because then in week two mm-hmm. of Seattle and he looked. Good in the second half because their defense blows. Yep. And then and I think the they Raiders. were just playing prevent. I want to say. Yeah. yeah he, you're right. He he ran well against the Dolphins and they won. So that was the narrative was like, oh, cool. We have a we have a mobile quarterback. We all just assumed he would yeah, eventually dual also, he was just exactly dual threat, as in you would eventually throw touchdowns too. The second half of that dual threat just never caught up as well as the other one. No, he was threatening right. to us, if anything. Because yeah, in Seattle, he threw the ball well. He beat the Raiders, and then he got COVID. And then it was all downhill from there. But I don't know. Is what it is. I, he'll, he'll get signed. He's not, he's, his career's not over. He'll go somewhere else. I, I think at this point, I'm hoping he understands it'll probably be a backup role. If he comes out this year again saying, I'm not signing as a non-starter, then sorry. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, then the ugly. Already mentioned San Fran. Already mentioned Denver. Oh already mentioned Houston. You think I'm going to say Nikhil Harry, but unfortunately, I think he's in a category of his own. It's an insult to ugly people to put Nikhil Harry in the ugly <laughs> category. Yeah, I can agree with that. Go ahead. Um, but I did still put him there. So he's just, I, there's nothing we haven't said already that we need to yeah. say. He had another stinker today, like two or three catches. Um, Oh, it's it's done. It's got to be done. If he comes back next year, he he could come back next year and and have a three thousand yard season. And I still hate the draft pick. Um, speaking of draft picks, here's the ugly uh, the other ugly part. Going back to that Jets game, it's just completely completely wasting an opportunity in the draft too. Mm-hmm. You're right where you shouldn't be, right in the middle. You had a chance at a top ten, um, and then you beat the Jets, and that was probably the worst. Looking back, that was probably the worst game of the year when they beat the Jets by three, when they had no need to. Uh, bu- 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 bu. I got That's some ugliness. That's all I had. Yeah, go ahead. Got a little bit of ugliness uh, to mm. contribute here. Um, b- basically, the same thing was that because they couldn't decide or because they committed to like trying to actually so seven the and playoffs. Nine. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It gave us no reason to watch the last month of the season or whatever it was, two to three weeks. Whatever it was, even if it was one game, it's like we've never been in that situation in 20 years where I've watched a meaningless Pats game, unless it was meaningless because they had already determined like their seating or whatever. So that was just weird to not have football to look forward to. Fantasy Mm -hmm. season is over. We're not going to get to the playoffs. We're also not going to get a great draft pick. Um, Mm -hmm. The regular, like the remaining teams, there's no fucking fans in the stadium. So it's like just all in all, fucking sucked the last month. Yeah. The last. Yeah, today definitely sucked. Um, the last couple of weeks sucked. Just because, like, anytime there was at least a path to the playoffs, okay, it's worth it's worth watching. 
I mean, yep. is what it is. Like we used to watch Celtics games for a path to the eighth seed. Same difference. We knew they were going to get smoked either way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, once like that mathematically hit, it was like, oof, okay, this kind of sucks. But uh, I don't know, whatever. You're rooting for the Bucks. I guess. I think so. I'd like to see it at this point. I'd at this point. I'd like to see it. Um, I, like at this point, I have no reason to root against Tom Brady. Like, what's the point? Why would I? He yeah, I think that's crazy that people do. Yeah, and 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 I mean, it it it's if he if Tom Brady went to like the Bills or the Dolphins and like led them to the playoffs, maybe a little different. But he couldn't have he couldn't have separated himself from the the Patriots organization anymore. You know what I mean? No. Like he chose a good scenario for himself. He's playing incredibly well. Uh, he's, you know, like he's done enough for this town in this franchise for the last 20 years. I honestly think he can do whatever he, I think he would have had the right to do whatever he wanted. He could have gone to the jets if he wanted to, um, but he didn't. So yeah, I'd like to see what they do. I think, I think I saw if Washington football team wins tomorrow, they play at Washington. I th- they play at the NFC East winner. I'm going so if they lose and the Giants are in, that's going to be a very interesting game. Oh, Tom boy. Brady at Meadowlands in round one of the playoffs. Quite the narrative. Quite the narrative indeed. That'd be an interesting game. Wouldn't be surprised if old number 10 straps it up one more time. <laughs> um, I would say I'm going Bucks probably one, but then mm. very close one. I have two one A's. Um, I'd like to see the Browns succeed and <sighs> the Titans. I don't at all. I'm not, I don't, I want to see the Browns lose ASAP. I don't like that team at all. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd like, I'd like to see Baker. I would disagree. Oh, God. I would hate that. <laughs> oh, shit. Leahy, yeah. I hope you're listening. Yeah. I don't like him at all. Um, let me check real quick. What happened today? Let's go a little playoff. I think most of the games are wrapping up. Oh, Kansas City lost today. Um, so, hold on. Is anyone in the NFC East out of it? Uh, yeah. Cowboys and Eagles. They were so, eliminated today? Oh, shit. Correct. Um, D- Washington has to win tomorrow. So if Washington wins tomorrow, I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard if – wait, wins tiebreaker. Yeah, Washington has to win tomorrow. Otherwise, they're tied with the Giants, and I think it says Giants have tiebreaker. So like I said, Giants went in today with a chance to make oh, the playoffs. I don't and that's how fucked up the NFC is. It's going to be a six-win team. I don't think that's ever happened. I remember when the Seahawks were seven and nine, and that was yep. like a huge deal. This is awful. That's that team terrible. at least had some redeemable players. I'm pretty Marshawn. Pretty sure Marshawn. That was, was the that beast team. mode run. Yep. That was the. Oh yeah, yeah. they beat the Saints, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, boy, that's tough. That's gonna be a tough look, especially with a seven and nine Patriots team. I'm sure everyone's gonna be chirping about that back home. Um, what else? Yeah. So Green Bay clinched one. New Orleans, Seattle. NFC East is going to get four, and then Tampa Bay clinched five. Rams six. What the fuck? Wow, a lot of a lot of things shifted around today. Bears made the playoffs at seven. Rams and Bears made the playoffs. Like getting their shit pushed in by Aaron Rodgers, they they backed yeah. into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So Bears, Bears and Saints, and then Rams and Seahawks. That'll be a good game, and then Tampa Bay and. I don't know. New Washington plays Philly tomorrow. I don't know. That'll be tough. Battle it out for the NFC East. 
than the AFC. Like I, I was going to say today, KC is 14 and two because they lost today. If they won today, which they could have, because I assume they just weren't trying. I think that's one of the quietest 15 and one seasons I can remember in a long time. I always just oh, yeah. assumed the Chiefs had like a, a couple of losses all year. Uh, but no, they're very much very good. <laughs> I would have guessed and, that they were like 12 and three coming into yeah. today if you didn't tell me that. They're very much very good. And I think they're going to roll through. Buffalo's good too. Pittsburgh, I think, stinks. Indy made it. They're going to get smoked. Uh, Baltimore yeah. made it at five. Damn. What a waste of a team in the playoffs. In Tennessee. Oh, and Tua blew it today too. He got his shit pushed in. <laughs> Big time. That sucks. 10 and six and missed the playoffs. What do you do? Wait, um, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so the way that the seeding works this year, it's only the first the first seed gets a bye, and then two yeah. through seven play in the first weekend. Yep. Hmm. So we got Bills, Bills, Titans. No, excuse me, Bills, Browns. Ooh, I'm not gonna know who to root for. Yeah, that'd be a tough one. <laughs> that'd be a toughie. Uh, wow, Bills and Browns are playing each other, and the Patriots are at home. That's wild. That's 2020. Never in my imagination. And I'm Barbara um, Walters. But let's let's let's. Are you ready to put the Patriots to rest? I am. Um, I should have come dressed in all black. It's okay. Oh, I forgot to mention the beginning of the show. So uh, after this this reading, another issue of poetry by Priya, um, we were joined by an old friend of the program, Scott Rochelle, uh, president and CEO of the NBA Retired Players yes. Association. That that that'll be a fun conversation. So let's do this. Let's get into our poem. Let's put these guys to rest. Um, crazy concept here. Let them rest in peace. And then we'll move on to our conversation with Scott Rochelle. All righty. This, this season two, I assume, is dedicated to the Patriots. Yes. We've recently passed. Okay. Everything, everything that we do this year for the remainder of the year is perfect. Yeah. We're doing yeah. for Foxborough. All right. Here we go. All righty. Let me just mute my TV real quick. Just so Please, there's no... Be courteous. Just yeah. so there's no background noise. All right. I wrote this. This is on my computer, so. Mm, okay. Hopefully I can focus. Please. All right. Okay. What a year it was in Foxborough, Mass. The local football team played like an unwiped ass. We thought we could do it with Cam Jarrell Newton. Turns out there was no reason for us to keep rooting. The offseason started with Brady's departure. We really missed the mark. Bill Belichick is no archer. So, of course, we thought, let's see what Stidham can do. It turns out he was only the depth chart number two. And I don't mean number two like our pal Lamar Jackson. I just mean that Jared would see limited action. We signed Mr. Newton. He was no more than a name. Trust me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We had some key guys sit out the season. It's COVID after all. I'd say that's a good reason. But if you thought that our offense was already trash, every Sunday it felt like I had a weird rash. We had Myers and Bird and, of course, Nikhil Harry. But that last guy makes me want to drink bleach instead of dairy. Mm. Catches were attempted. Passes were thrown. Balls were always short, even when coverages were blown. Cam threw off his back foot. Balls were tipped at the line. Things were upside down. Shout out to 69. He stayed in the pocket and took so many sacks. That's one trophy case that won't be adding any plaques. Oh, 
And Josh McDaniels had his head in his ass calling runs on third and long. Why wouldn't you just pass? The lone bright spot was Damian Harris. But as soon as he played well, the play calling wasn't the fairest. They ran the option play right into the ground. Cam usually kept it and he usually went down. And I don't mean he went down in the romantic sense. I mean that he looked like a cheap Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Nice. We, ra- we ran some trick plays for minor completions, but nothing that would make me produce any secretions. <laughs> Honestly, we should have just run some flea flickers and our two best players were the punter and the kicker. Any lead more than three was a guaranteed L. Plenty L's, few W's. That's all this team could spell. Even Steph, excuse me, even Steph Gilmore wanted to be elsewhere. Mm. Will we pay him this offseason or should the Pats apply for welfare? And who could forget that game versus the Chiefs? Mm. Watching Brian Hoyer makes me produce several queefs. <laughs> with, time running, with time running out at the end of the half, he took a sack with no timeouts. Mm. You do the math. Mm. Opponents knew what to look for. There was no fooling him. It probably wouldn't have mattered even if we had Julian. So next year, what do we think we will see? No Stidham for sure. And probably no Lombardi. Well said. Thank you. Here's our interview with NBA Retired Players Association President CEO, Scott Rochelle. What's up, partner? Sorry, can you hear us? I can hear you. Sorry, I'm a little uh, late. Technical difficulties, you know. See what lights were like. Oh, there we go. Oh, look at that. We can all, we can all oh, talk. now we're talking. All right, here we go. Um, how are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you guys doing? Good, good. It's good to see you. Good to have you back. Likewise. Ooh, you get, yes. you get the retro threads on, too. You know, I got to represent. Yes. I got to I like it. I'm still hurting That's a little good. bit that, you know, the, the tape is over. Bro, we were just we were just talking about that. Like, I've always said... I, I, I think I'm happy Tyler left. I think I think what he's doing now is a lot better, but I do miss mixtape quite a bit. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? That's yeah, why we're here. You can't get those anymore, so I'm kind of jealous. And they, they pulled the entire store down. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't know that. Well, they dude, they used to get like cease and desist like a weekend to like whenever they dropped like new merch. Like some yeah, of the t shirts. Yeah, that were fire too. Stuff. But correct. Right. But I mean, this this is a Miami rip, so you know. yeah, that's dope. We'll get into them later. Um, <laughs> let's get right into it. Um, I'd like to address this first, if that's okay. And I think I think you brought this up in our group chat earlier. The first time, in, in case you don't know yet, so we're we're joined by Scott Rochelle, uh, rejoined by Scott Rochelle, President and CEO of the NBA Retired Players Association. Um, our conversation last time was pretty business focused. It wasn't very, wasn't as fun as it could have been. We were buttoned up. That wasn't my fault. It was mostly Sophie's fault um, for whatever reason. So let's do this. I do want to ask you one question to kick this thing off because I thought it was really interesting. I was listening to, I don't know if you listen to this one, Sophie. Tyler had an episode towards the end of the year where he just kind of like recapped on some of like the, the interviews you guys have done. It was really good. And what made me think about last episode, one thing he said was, he's like, all these retired players, you usually don't hear about them unless they're like homeless, broke dead right. or like just dealing with some shit who I'm going to ask you this, man, who, who's like a couple guys that either you work with directly or you don't 
who are just doing cool shit right now that that us normal folk would have really no idea about. You know, in the information age, it's hard for anyone to do anything silently. Everything gets amplified. So, you know, yeah. Andre Iguodala was out in Silicon Valley doing all the, the tech work and investing. Uh, mm. There are other guys who are doing that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, for their own purposes, they've kept it low-key for their own you know, privacy of how they want to do it. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's tough to find guys who do cool stuff that no one really knows about. You know, Baron Davis is doing mm. amazing work in the, in the entrepreneurial field. He's been he's been surrounding himself with people who are business-minded, who are, you know, VCs who are putting money along with his money into really cool concepts. And so constantly yeah. getting buzzed about Baron Davis. And obviously you saw that he and Master P are looking to buy Reebok from uh Adidas right now so you know, those we're are actually the, the two are, bidding against them uh, yeah keep that on the deal a little bit. yeah we we're okay, bidding you know, against them well unless you have a plan uh, on how to activate AI I would drop a bid it, our bid isn't very high at all um yeah so it's, it's okay. not being considered right we we like cool. to start low ball and then go from there but um cool. but yeah I saw, I saw Baron Davis doing his thing um what else what the hell what what the hell did I just talk to you guys about today Oh, the expansion teams. What are your thoughts on some of the rumors about the expansion teams coming back? Man, the the the, the expansion buzz has been going on for so long. Man. I know. Uh, and you know, there, there's know. some there's just some cities that really want it. Like Louisville really wants a team. Uh, you know, mm. Dan Issel, George Tinsley, a lot of the guys who had ABA roots in Louisville, and, and people on the college side who want to bring a team there are really excited and want to have, make that happen. I personally haven't heard much buzz inside the NBA about that. I mean, I think it's really an external push. Seattle is obviously the, the front runner in everyone's mind. However, uh, you know, you, you have to be sure that the, the new hockey stadium is up to, up to snuff as to what they want to do. There's mm. other cities in there that are going to get some real attention. Um, Las Vegas being one of them for some obvious reasons. They have the infrastructure and the stadium and all the things that you're looking for to build a team. The one, you know, the one thing you have to consider is, is it too much too fast for Las Vegas? They just, they've gone from no professional teams to two in very short, uh, you know, very short order. There's a, there's a formula in the way you do that. And some of the people in Las Vegas are concerned that adding NBA now would be a little too fast. Um, there's also some international um, ideas around uh, the NBA that have been floating around. So uh, if, if I were a betting man, which I, I am to a certain degree, <laughs> I think yep. Seattle. I think Seattle is the easiest choice. Yeah, people out That's there want their team back, you know. And yep. it was a it was a contending team. It was a really good team. You just Very didn't have team. a stadium. You didn't have a stadium. The NBA was going to approve. So, um, you know, it, mm. now they have a, a stadium out there that they are able to prove that it's up to snuff. I see that being a front. Yeah, uh, you know, so, and no, no shade to Louisville. I mean, Louisville is not a, it's not a major metropolitan city. It's not mm-hmm. going to, it's not going to drive drive the economic needle for you in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I feel like it'd be nearly impossible to compete with college sports in Louisville. No. Yeah, you know, it, it's established. It's it's yeah. what it's what the fan base really, you know, relies mm-hmm. on. Now, all those things come into play when you bring a team to town. So, um, you know, again, Dan Islow, those guys are pushing hard and they're really active and they're, they're advocating, they're raising money through all the things you're supposed to do. I think it's an uphill fight when you look at a couple of the cities that are in Yeah, I think Seattle would be the easiest trend. Like, they, they've been yeah. chomping at the bit for a team since 
like the funder, like since, <laughs> since they lost the Sonics. Yeah. So do you think, would they sure. come back as the Sonics or would they, you think they'd restart yeah, or something? You well, do? Why, why, why would you bring another uh, team I don't back know. to Seattle it was Soapy's idea. I don't know. He just he just told me to ask you. I don't think it was a good well, idea. Well, since, since you guys were bidding, I figured you all had an idea to plan. And you true. can't try to buy Reebok and not also start a you know, Reebok. Yeah. Reebok um, sponsored team in Seattle. That sounds like a brilliant idea, right? That's now. a good thought. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Do you want to mm-hmm. you want to join the team? You can. We'll let you have like one percent. One percent. Okay. One percent. I'm, I'm counting. Look, I'm, I'm counting the numbers of what NBA teams are valued at. <laughs> that's actually not a bad deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, more, it's more than I have right now. Put it that way. Yeah, fair. Um, no, Seattle would be dope. Vegas, I don't know. Vegas, to your point, a lot too soon. Plus, it's like I feel. I, have, I know Soapy has been maybe a time or two. Have you been to Vegas, Scott? Are you a big Vegas guy? I've never been. Yeah, you know what? We we do Vegas. I, well, I, I do Vegas a lot personally, okay. professionally. Um, but we have our, you know, summer league is out there. NBA has a real big presence. Oh yeah, there. that's a good point. I mean, you, yeah. you got to figure. You know, mm. last full summer we had with, with real activation. We had the NBA summer league, you had the WNBA All Star game, mm-hmm. and then you had USA Basketball that has they, they do their camp out there. So the entire summer is basically all basketball, all NBA. You tie in the AAU uh, tournaments and things of that nature, and then you've got you've got a you know a great program UNLV there. It's basketball mm. central for the West Coast. Then you got. Uh, then you have. I think if I remember correctly, I want to say Pac-12 West Coast Conference had their tournament championships in Vegas. So it's not yeah. new. It's not right. new to Vegas. I think that you know the Raiders have a, a brand new billion-dollar stadium that mm-hmm. no fans are in this year. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's let them put some fans in the stadium and figure out if they're going to work there. Yeah, that's fair. Bring an NBA team. And again, I'm I'm speaking on this because I love Vegas. I would love to have an NBA team there. Mm-hmm. I do. Again, probably a month and a half out of my life in Vegas. Basketball related activities each year. I, I, I could have another month with NBA stuff. That's cool. But yeah. realistically, I, I just don't know if it's going to work again. And, um, you know, fingers crossed. But, yeah. You know, the look, the yeah, Golden Knights good. had a great start. Golden Knights, inaugural year, yeah. go to the Stanley yeah. Cup uh, finals. Yeah. Um, Plus the WNBA. Let's they give them away. Yeah. The WNBA already has the best possible team name anyway with the Las Vegas Aces. This is true. That's sick. This is true. I don't know how yeah. you compete with that. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm ex- I, I, I'm interested to see. I don't know. Like, they don't need another team. But if anyone should get it, I'd like to see Seattle get a team. I think that'd be dope. I think that'd be fun to kind of bring it back. But it's all the culture, I man. I mean, they, look, you have a you, you, you have a you have a franchise that was exciting, great history, great players. It dies when you don't have the team there anymore. Bringing that back is going to be. If the fans, the fans will remember. The fans who were there will appreciate it. They'll flock to it, and I think the rest of the country will. They'll they'll absorb um, that energy the same way everyone when the Bobcats switched over to the Hornets. It's like mm-hmm. ah yeah, you know, there's that familiarity. There's that feel, that nostalgia that we used to have. All right, let's yeah. go because they, you know the Bobcats were they were the eighteen, their expansion team. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of looked at them kind of sideways, like that just doesn't fit. Like what, yeah. what, what what's Very going weird. on there? Yeah. <laughs> And so the Charlotte, the Charlotte name change did a lot more uh, than I think people realized when it came to recognition, mm-hmm. um, the ability to follow a team, get involved, and then bring back all the old Charlotte Hornets who were who were it's still it, living in the area. Those guys still live in Charlotte. Those guys are still active there. They want to come back and be a part of the team that they were a part of. I think Seattle, 
uh, supersonics will have the same thing. I mean, so Sean Kemp's still in Seattle. Sam Perkins mm-hmm. still has a house out there. You know, Deadlift is in their area. Those those guys are still active in that community. You can use yeah. that in order to, to to really build your fan base back up. Yeah. Patrick Ewing, another Seattle supersonic legend. I'm sure he's still out there too. It always, it always hurts so bad to hear about some of those, uh, those final <laughs> year guys. Like Ooh. you see, you see the that was a tough one. Ewing in the, in the yeah. Orlando, you know, he's in the Orlando. Or that's the other one too. Yeah, <laughs> dude, my favorites of all. Akeem on the Raptors. I was just gonna say that was one of my oh. favorites. Akeem on the Raptors. Shaq on the Celtics has always been one of my favorites. That just looked funny. Um, <laughs> you, you Shaq, Shaq, Shaq yeah. on half. He's, he's been in half the NBA. Yeah, yeah, very good point. Um, what else? Vince Carter's similar. I think Vince Carter's been on quite a road trip the last like ten or twelve years. Yeah, Trevor yeah, Ariza's been on every fucking team. Yeah, yes. I think quite literally. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, so go ahead. In terms of the the Seattle thing, Scott, do you think there's any chance that they would just take the Pelicans? move that franchise there, like name them the Sonics and then put the, I guess the real expansion team in new Orleans. Hmm. You Only know, I'll, because I'll, like they would already have the star power. I'll put it this way. You don't, you don't move a team out of a market, put another team in there. If, yeah. if you're moving, if you're moving out That's of the world, you're moving out because you don't want anything to do with that market. Anymore. Uh, I, I'll throw another one at, at you. That is a potential move, in my opinion, from, from what I've seen. That's okay. Memphis. I, mm. I, see, I see Memphis as right for relocation. To where? Back to Canada? I, I have heard, no yep. sources, but I have heard that there is <laughs> there, there, there's real regret for, for taking the team out of Vancouver. Um, yeah. And and that's a great jersey. Yeah, it, it, it fit, right? But mm-hmm. hindsight's twenty twenty. But I do believe there is some regret there in moving them out of Vancouver. And I think Vancouver, yeah. uh, if they're smart, Vancouver's going to make a little noise as well and say, yeah. hey, you know, we, we you got, I don't know how many of your NBA stars from Canada now, like Kimberly yeah, Basketball right. is on the rise. Toronto won a championship. Let's yep. give it another run. Mostly mm. it comes down that. who wants to put the money up for the team which is essentially what they're looking to do is, is find the people who want to put the money up for teams that, you know, no longer costs half a mm. million, uh, you know, half a billion. They're, they're, they're in the billions now, even small markets. So, you know, I, I hope it happens. I want to see them Me too. grow and expand. And you know, the growth and expansion of the NBA means growth and expansion of the NBRPA, which is great for us and what we want to do. Yep. Uh, but, you know, it needs to be smart. It needs to be calculated. And it's, it's going to be that way. So although the, the buzz has started, it, it may take a couple of years. I think I have an idea for, um, yeah, I always thought that was weird that like when they first played there, I, they, they may play in a different arena now, but at first they were playing in like the pyramid. I want to say it was the name of the arena. Mm-hmm. So it's like the Memphis Grizzlies playing in a pyramid. That makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Um, yeah. If they go back to Seattle though, you think they should do, have you ever been to Pike's market? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So Dan, I don't, I don't know if you've been there. You're not a huge fish guy, but it's where, <laughs> It's it's just like a like a oh long, is that where they toss like the fish? yeah, yeah. throwing fish back oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. Marshawn uh, yeah I know that they should they should do that at halftime of Sonics games easy marketing I argue they there. should do that at halftime of most games but specifically Seattle the more fish the better usually from yeah what I've seen. Hey, you guys I, I can tell how young you guys are you don't need gimmicks and fun when the team is good <laughs> oh that's fair very fair point 
I'll, I'll tell you this. Bulls games used mm. to be amazing when I was a kid. I'm older than guys. Bulls games were so much fun as a kid because the team was good and you wanted to watch a game. That does sound and fun. Jordan leaves, the Bulls take a, a downturn, and the whole stadium is a whole festival. You've got, you know, yeah. clowns juggling balloons over here. <laughs> You've got people over here and fireworks. It's like, man, this team must really mm. suck. Yes, that's a that's a phenomenal. I'd like to see that on a graph, like the correlation of like how shitty your team is with the um, like halftime entertainment, in-game entertainment, <laughs> in-game entertainment. Mm-hmm. We talked about that with Tyler. Um, yeah. He was on a couple weeks ago. Time, but Soapy was like, "Hey, is it true that they have haircuts at the Hawks games?" And I thought he was being sarcastic. And then Tyler's like, "Yeah, I think I remember that." But they would do like Migos would have a fucking concert at halftime, <laughs> and like Young Jeezy would do the opening announcements. <laughs> well, that's uh, different though. That, like that, that's different. Stuff. That's different because that that was embracing uh, you know the city and the culture. Yeah. So so Grant Hill is one of our uh, uh-huh. one of our board members, and so he he taught because that the barbershop was his idea, mm-hmm. and that that was that was around taking a team that was there, known in the city. And bringing some culture around it to 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 wrap up that that fan base, and again that back when they did that, the team wasn't competitive. Now they're competitive and they have haircuts, so you get the best of both worlds. But <laughs> that stadium, like if you ever get to the stadium, the stadium is absolutely amazing. Now they have a Top Golf, Swing Suite, you know, all, all yeah. the different fun you want to have in there. Mm. I think it depends on the city. Atlanta is the kind of city where you have to do extra because Atlanta yeah. is just an extra yeah. ass city, right? Yeah. You know. You, you just have to go to the nth degree when you go to the A. And I think that the, the fitting the, the fitting appeal now, the team being good and all these extra things going on is a perfect storm. Now, mm. if you go to Milwaukee and you put a, a barbershop in the stadium, mm-hmm. it's probably not going to work. But the cultural fit there was really good. I, I, I liked it. I, I thought it was cool. That would work in Milwaukee if you wanted to get a bowl cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's like one of those old like quartet like barbershops, <clears throat> like the guys like singing and fucking with like the matching uh, matching right. aprons and stuff. Um, so if, I, if I'm in Milwaukee, I, I put a Cabela's in there, right? You know, you put a little shooting go. range. You know, <laughs> just like little, hunting. Yeah. Just, yeah, exactly. You can yeah, just yeah, go yeah. shoot deers at halftime. And I mean, then uh, we're, we're, we're joking right now. Up. They may have a Cabela's in the, in the stadium. I, I oh, I wasn't joking. Check it out. <laughs> I wasn't joking at all. Well, one of the better... Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say with the Celtics, when they were good, they didn't even have cheerleaders. They didn't have cheerleaders until like the last couple years of Red Auerbach's life when they also happened to stuff. (laughs) His dying request. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think he's like, do not not let girls (laughs) dance in my arena. Mm, And then eventually they got it, but I think a lot of it had to do with it. killed them. For so long that they needed to to branch out and get some like in arena, like entertainment and shit. I mean, yeah, you know, with the price of tickets going up, you know, you have to you have to buy some sort of entertainment. So if you're down 35 <laughs> points in the third quarter, you need some people need something to look at. Sure, people need something to entertain, and all just going to go home. So you got to have like your your timeout entertainment. You got to have the kid, yep. the, the babies racing up uh, up the sidelines and stuff like that. Yeah, all that stuff comes Always in. There are agencies that you go to every game has the same type like, yeah. promos. Uh, but if you're in a stadium where all that stuff is happening. You're probably not watching good basketball. Yeah, it's fair. it's crazy because Dan Dan at three straight games won the uh, like the trivia contest, the fan trivia contest. He's got the TD Garden record. It's crazy. I thought you were gonna say something about a kiss cam, but yeah, that, that too. <laughs> yeah, the trivia contest. Well, I remember back in Detroit in like 2004, 
they had a full out brawl, like a Royal Rumble type of fight at the end of the game, the two minute timeout against the Pacers towards the end. And that was about as damn realistic as I've ever seen any sort of in-game entertainment. Yeah, that, that, that changed the NBA. Like the sure way they did. operated after that was just different. It's it like, sure you know, you got guys, you know, the 90s guys were scuffling and pushing. There was some punches thrown, but mm-hmm. you, go, you go into the stands and the guys come, guys go into the stands, fans come onto the court. Yeah, that, that, that nothing was the same after that. That was, that was insane. I, I watched that live on, on TV. I think I was watching oh. the sports bar. It was on ESPN. Was like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah it was like, nationally oh, man, this, televised. This is a, it's like a Wednesday, Thursday night. It's like, oh, yeah. this is cool. Oh, my, oh look, look at Ron Artest being Ron Artest. Okay. All right. <laughs> Classic whoa, Ron. Oh, 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 mm-hmm. no. And it's just like, man, this this is bad. So you, you could just figure like David Stern somewhere yeah. just like boiling red. Like, why? Why is this happening? Why but then now? after that, obviously, <laughs> you know, after that, no, things change. And, you know, internally yeah. and externally, you know, we haven't had one of those since. Now, 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 no one's fighting. I mean, I think Lonzo Ball no, had a friends. Like he, uh, he, Lonzo got criticized for not jumping into a fight. He was like, "Man, this is the NBA. No one's actually fighting." It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, night and day from what was that? Two thousand what five? Two thousand six? Yeah, something yeah. like that. I, I remember I, a great one was um somewhat maybe like within five years. Remember like the L.A. Clippers um, and the, Rockets. the the TNT guys? Yes. That was one of the better NBA on TNT segments of all time when they were just shitting on Chris Paul. I forget the real story, but someone like calling the cops or something. And then, yeah, because they were, they were complaining that Chris Paul was, was cause he had, that was his first game back as a rocket coming back to the Clippers. And they were saying that after the game, he tried to get into the Clippers locker room. So like Blake Griffin called the cops or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was there was some on on court uh, scuffle oh, there, and Chris Paul was out there. You know, Chris Chris gets a bad rep because he's a like union president. He's like the, yeah. the the father figure of the league. But yeah, that, he's that the was RA. bad. Basically, yeah, basically, that's yeah, probably the best be analogy cool. I've heard. Yep, yeah, right after right. cool guy, but he's got to keep an eye on some shit. And then you have Kyrie, who is also what's he the president or like the speaker of the house or something? Kyrie has a role, right? Seriously, yeah, yeah. in the players' no, he, union. He, he he does. So they're like they're like eight vice presidents in different yes. um, in mm. different roles in the, in the governance structure. But yeah, he's one of those. He's one of those guys on that on that board. What are what are your thoughts on Kyrie Irving in general and some of his media opinions? Kyrie's always he's always been different. He's always had a different. He's always moved to a beat of a different drummer. Yeah. So uh, you know, at times it comes across as being negative. You know, anti-team or anti-establishment. He's just different. If you're around him, you see that he just moves differently. He he's just a, a different type of guy. He thinks differently. That's not always bad. I think that we I think that we've learned how to allow him to be different in his space as well yeah. as be different in our space. Understanding that he's not trying to cause a problem, but he's just right. going to see things differently. He's going to speak his mind, and I think that is probably the most important thing that can happen this year in Brooklyn is that people give him the space to be himself. Mm. If you continue to try to put him in this box of, of who you want him to be, he's going to rebel and he's going to be more of himself and it's going to cause more problems. I think he's, I think he's a good guy. I think he has great intentions. I think the things that he says can be uh, either misconstrued. And I think sometimes he just says shit just because he knows everyone's paying attention and everyone's going to freak yes. out. You yes. know, if all eyes are on you, you may act out a little bit and go crazy because everyone, all eyes are on you. But some of the things he said at the beginning of the pandemic and some of the things that he was advocating for, uh, you know, people discounted and said, oh, well, Kyrie's just trying to cause a problem. He was absolutely right. 
about yep. everything. He was. And, and I was one of those people who at first was like, this guy's off his fucking rocker. But to your point, most of it came to fruition, unfortunately, but, yeah. but most of it did. And right. that is one where I did step back and say, okay, like, and again, remember we're Celtics fans. So mm-hmm. it, it's a little different on the court and off the court, but as far as off court goes, yeah, I gave him a pass for that one. Um, he's just different. I don't know. He kind of pisses me off sometimes, but he can ball. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the only thing he has going for him. <laughs> as pissed off as you get. It's like, you can't argue dropping 30 and 15 on a nightly basis. So no, no, he's, he's playing at a high level. He's, you know, he's level. figured, he's figured some things out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was, I was frustrated when they brought up his, uh, his comments about Kevin Durant versus LeBron. I was yeah. frustrated at that because I, I felt like that was another one of those situations where he said something, everyone mm-hmm. jumped on it, wanted to make it a negative thing. Yeah. They completely forgot the praise he gave LeBron and the things he said once he left LeBron and he came yeah. to the Celtics and he looked at your horrible team and he said, mm. man, I understand what LeBron was going through. I understand what he was trying to do because yeah. I can't get these guys to do anything right. And at so, that point, at, at that point, he understood where LeBron was coming from in Cleveland. Mm. So did you yeah. just compare the 2018 Celtics to the 2007 Cavs? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Interesting. All right. I did. I did. Um, Fair. I did. Someone uh, mistake Al Horford for um, Big Z, but yeah, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, my story stands up. Yeah. He understood. <laughs> I, know, I know. I'm just fucking. What it means yeah. to bring to, to to bring everything you have and yep. still not understand the leadership piece of it or the give and take of it all. He's growing yeah. up. These guys are young, man. They growing Kyrie, up, Kyrie, exactly. Kyrie he's a fucking what, kid. He did he's, one year at Duke, and then he's in yep. the league. You yep. forget how young he really yep. was. And then he's in the started. finals. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, I'll give him that. I agree with that because I, I, I've said the same thing. It's like I think it's easier said than done when you play along someone like LeBron and you watch him every day. He's good, and Kyrie's skilled enough to say, "Oh, I can do that. It's my turn. Let me go do it." Easier said than done. Plus, Celtics were a very young, immature team. I, I, I'll, I'll give them that. Um, I said the same thing about LeBron. Like we, Sophie and I talk about the decision quite often on the show. I don't know why, but and I think someone else I heard say this too. I forget who it was, but it's like as much heat as he got for going to Miami. What the fuck else do you want this guy to do? Like he got that 07 team we were just joking about to the finals. He needed to go to Miami to learn how to win championships. He did that, and then. He came back to Cleveland and did it again. Like, what else do you want this guy to do? <laughs> like, that's why no, he gets frustrated. Yeah, the frustration wasn't going to Miami. It was the way it was done. Yeah. It was, it was right. the production and the fact that Dan Gilbert found out the same time I found out. That's wrong. Because <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I haven't, written, I haven't <laughs> written one check to LeBron James, right? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, so why am I finding out the same time right. he, he finds out? Right. That's what you do. And mm. again, there's, there's youth involved. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, there. So I, I, I have a, I'm firm opinion that you don't really grow into an adult until about 35, where you've oh, nice. actually been through enough shit where you're just like, wow, I think I figured some things out. Mm-hmm. When you you haven't figured anything out, but you think you have. Correct. These guys are making these decisions in early 20s. They're doing things at, at a very high level, and so mistakes are going to happen. Those mistakes were made. I think that was. I think going to Miami was brilliant. Well, LeBron, it pissed yep. me off as a Bulls fan because he took away, you know, the opportunity for us to kind of rebuild our, our team and, and, um, mm-hmm. and put put a put a banner in the stands before Derek's knee shattered. But 
you know, yep. it, 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 when you look back on it, it was it was great. Now, I wasn't very I wasn't a huge fan of him taking Bosch um, and, mm. you know, and joining Wade down there. That that, in, in my opinion, took the balance of power mm. and created what we had today as people setting up super teams. I, I didn't yeah, like I wonder that. where you got that idea from. Right. But but I will say that, you know, looking back on it, the move was good for him. The way he handled it was differently. But if you see the moves he makes now and the way he he handles PR and communication, things like that, he's learned from it. Oh, yeah. And so what, what is LeBron? No, he's about 35, 36 now. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's Watch King. He's figures things out, but he's still a kid. He still hasn't really figured things out. Uh, so there's going to be there'll be more mistakes and everything, other things he does. But I, I think we have to stop looking at these guys the way we, we see them as like fully grown adults making uh, big decisions where they can't make a mistake because that happens. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I look I look back. I wish Kyrie and LeBron could have stayed together and continued to play together because when they had it going, they were mm-hmm. extremely dangerous. Um, yep. And you know, look, I, I, I'm not a big fan of super teams, but a Batman Robin situation mm-hmm. where you've got two guys who complement each other and really play well together. I've always loved seeing that. Yep. You know, go back in time, all the great teams had that that one two punch. Now we've got the three four punch, which is can be too much, but Far too many. Um, but that 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 was that was good for the game. It was good for the East Coast, so that the East Coast could have a a, a powerful you know, contender each year. Because uh, if the East Coast doesn't get it together, West Coast takes it all forever. Yep. It's just, it, it just, it's, it's just worked that out way. that way. Yeah, it's, it's worked out that way. Yep. And one of the, uh, one of the next two punch, one of the next one, two punches coming up is right in your division, the the Pistons with Jeremy Grant and uh, Mason Plumley. You must be, you must be worried. You know, I, I can't I can't get upset about anything Pistons now that they got the Jordan logo on their jersey. Oh, bro, you see, I saw that too. Yeah, and it's tried ter- to, it's like gray on gray too to, to yeah. fucking camouflage that shit in there though. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it, it, it's it's on there. Oh. It, it, it's on there, and it's great because it brings back the rivalry of <clears throat> of old. It brings back the nostalgia, and it lets you know that 20, 20 years can pass, and they still hate each other, and it still it still matters. Sure. Oh yeah. Which is great for me. Hmm. And as uh, as obsolete as your team is, I think Jesus, I think they're just as obsolete. Bulls are than the Pistons. That, uh, okay, so they're more no? obsolete than you guys. Obsolete, as in like recognition. Yeah. Or just or or just ability to win. Ability oh, to a win. Story. Yeah. Bulls yeah. are better than the Pistons. Yeah, the Pistons, the, the Pistons, and the Bulls are—they're—they're—they're years and years away from having. There's bigger fish to fry. Competition, right? Um, let's do this. Let's talk about some some good players in the in the NBA. So <laughs> let's talk All Star Week, not All Star Weekend, uh, Hall of Fame induction, whatever. Yeah. So the 2020 class has moved to 2021. Last right. I heard, unless you have updates for us, is that still on plan to take place in Mohegan Sun later this spring? Yeah, um, okay. it's supposed to happen sometime uh, in in May. In okay. Lincoln Sun, and I, as far as as far as I know, we're gonna still crank out another class within yep. the same year, and just oh, try to get back onto some sort of schedule. Yeah, um, because you know, typically enshrinement happens in August, in uh-huh. end of August, early September, and then you, yeah, you, know, you get back, you get into football season and all that good stuff. So right, it's so uh, what do you what do you guys think the makeup of the one in May is gonna be? Is it gonna be pretty small, like like 
for COVID reasons and stuff, or is that still no, kind of being so worked out? The one in May is already set. So that, that's Tim Duncan, yeah. Kevin Garnett, Kobe, and all those guys. I meant like from oh, like a fan, not fans, but like a, mm. like who's going to be there and shit like that. Like what, what's it going to look like compared to the traditional one Springfield? So it got moved to Mohegan Sun because it was going to be so massive, right? Oh, okay. Pre-COVID, it was going to be a really big deal. Like Springfield, Massachusetts is not a big bustling town. Certainly uh, not. On, on TV, the 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 ceremony looks like it's like this nice big. It, it's yes. just the orchestra hall, and it's it's yeah. not super big, and it, it it gets filled up no matter who's in the class every year. Yeah. You put you put one of those guys in, Kobe, KG, or Tim Duncan. Well, Kobe and KG. Tim Duncan is a he's a good name, but he's not like a huge person that's going to bring people huge people out. He's just he's just a fighter dude. Um, sure. You put either one of those guys in, you have to understand it's going to be a lot bigger. It's going to need a lot more space. And mm-hmm. Springfield just doesn't have the um, the venues that would take on that massive, you know, undertaking uh, under one roof, right? right. Um, but their partnership with Mohegan Sun comes in perfectly because Mohegan Sun typically gets the, the ring ceremony that happens on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So it's been flipped now so that Mohegan Sun gets the first edge so that everyone can pile in Mohegan, which is a massive resort, and, and it can be accommodated there. And then I think, you know, the typical presentation can happen at the, at the Symphony Hall, but there's so much else that's going to go around it. You know, all the media, all the different fans, all the different parties and things. And, you know, moving Mohegan Sun just made a whole lot of sense. But um, yeah. you know, with COVID, I honestly do not know. Yeah. how how that's going to impact it. I, I know that it was moved around so that we could still have some sort of normalcy with it. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't want to you don't want to not do something really really big for this class, which is right. In my opinion, probably the biggest best class we've seen. Yeah, uh, and then you know blow it out, give Mohegan Sun the ability to to really host this and make it a a special thing, and then the following year get closer back to normal. Okay, that makes What's- sense. What's your typical role, Scott? So I know we've asked you about the NBRPA quite a bit, but what's your role within the Hall of Fame stuff and also the um, the yearly events like this? Like, will you be there typically? Oh, yeah, I, I will be there. So I sit on a board of trustees. And so they have a board of governors and board of trustees. Board of governors is like the real governing body. Board of trustees is more of a, a group of uh, industry professionals who have uh, a role in some something basketball, high level related. You know, you have USA basketball, you've got NBA, NCAA people, uh, you know, a lot of NBA people, a whole lot of NBA officials and people who are involved in the industry. And again, it's more of a, I would say, advisory influencer type board where people can bring their resources and people to the table. And so with that said, we have, we have board meetings throughout the year. We're updated on the financials and operations of the association, but we're not governing the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, board of Governors is more involved in the nitty-gritty and decision-making on those things. There are, there are votes here and there, but it really is more of an advisory thing. Uh, for Hall of Fame weekend, the Retired Players Association gets involved because you know each, each of those guys that goes in as a member of our association want to support them. So what we do is we do a players party the, the Thursday night. You have to Think about it in, it's not, it's not Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday mm-hmm. with regard to all the different uh, events that are happening. So um, that, that Thursday night, there's a, a nice dinner that everyone comes in. We get like the Gaudi Award and all the other the media awards that happen. As soon as that party, as soon as that dinner is over, 
we throw a big players party, everyone who's in town. Again, Springfield's not a big bustling town, so if you throw a party somewhere, everyone kind of converges on it. And the players come in, hang out. You got, you know, 20, 25 of the orange jackets walking around, just seeing each other, having a good time. So that, that's the first step that we have is we, we host that party each year. And then on that Saturday after after that Friday induction, we have our youth clinic at the Hall of Fame. Where we bring in local kids, have them do a, a youth clinic. We, we do some life skills sessions and everything. And the Hall of Famers actually run the clinic. So we've had everyone who's mm-hmm. coming on the class. You know, it's funny because they they have our, their induction that night. They party and then we get them up at 8 a.m. the next morning to do a clinic. Some guys, <laughs> yeah. some guys will make it. Some guys come in a little late, but every, everyone, everyone has a good time. I was going to say, I mean, if you need a couple backups to keep on, keep on call, Soapy and I are more than happy to run a, a couple layup drills in the morning if need be. Well, no, we'll, we'll, we'll put you guys in with the 10 year olds. Uh, that'd be the, as high as I'd feel comfortable working with. I'm more of like a very, very fundamental um, skill set. So we're like six to seven year olds, but, but 10's fine. I'll, you, I'll train you guys. No, no, I, I, I was putting you in the group you guys would fit into that in the layup lines. Now you're not instructing your guys. Gonna be oh no, I'm not interested in that. I'm only interested in instructing with all due respect. Yeah. We're strictly, we'll, 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 we'll talk offline. We're strictly Fair. leaders. No, uh, yeah, well, none of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we actually, cheap, Scott, come on. Actually, <laughs> like, you know, I, I did email you the link to this conversation. I noticed you didn't tell me, um, where Dan and I will have to pick up our credentials um, for that weekend in May. So, like, like how do we do that? Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, at Mohegan Sun. Okay. Is there, like, a podcast table that we have to go to specifically just for us? Something like that? At Mohegan Sun. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I think you said all he needs to say. All right. That's fair. How, can those directions be any clearer, Soapy? Like, what else do you guys need this guy to tell you? All right. Hey, he's the guy in charge. I just want to make All sure. Right. Mohegan Sun, Uncasville, Connecticut. Connecticut. Got you. Okay, cool. Um, let's gotcha. do this. We got about 10, 15 minutes left. We were hoping, we've been encouraging our fans um, to send us some mailbag type of questions and mm-hmm. things like that. We're a little behind on them. Um, so I was hoping we could knock out a few with you on the call, if that's okay. Yeah, some cool. of them are sports related. We, we get a lot of weird shit. Um, <laughs> people wondering to talk about. Let's start with this one because I don't know if you saw these, Sophie. They went to the the podcast handle uh, inbox. This is actually a good question. And I guess, Scott, I'll let you go first. What, I'm going to try and read this. What jersey, uniform, logo concepts would look best if switched between the NBA and the NFL? For example, the Celtics and Patriots trade logos, aka the Patriots colors and logo in basketball and the Patriots wore like Celtics and stuff like that, which I think would actually be kind of a cool one. Um, any others jump out to you that think you think might, might look dope on uh, between football and basketball. If you flip flopped them, even like Chicago, for example. No, because I see with a nice bull on his helmet. (laughs) So if I'm thinking about the basketball side of it, yeah, I, I had had to say the dolphins, dolphins comes on NBA Jersey. That's a good one. That, that would be absolutely disgusting. Tyler Hero in a nice teal Dolphins jersey. That would look fresh. I mean, they, they're trying it now with the whole whatever. Tricks yogurt. The, the, yeah, yeah, the vice. Yeah, the fresh. thing. But uh, no, no, I, that, that's the first one that pops in my mind. I think that's that a great. That's a very good one. That, that's an all-time. I've said this before. That's like that. Those Dolphins are an all-time jersey helmet, like field, fifty-yard line, like logo concept. And yeah. for some reason. They only decide to wear them a handful of a time, handful of times, and I can never fathom why. Drives me crazy. It, it crazy. should be the standard outfit. 
hundred percent. I went for a team. I went for a team to just decide. You know what? We're gonna take throwbacks and wear a throwback, a throwback the whole season. They look better. Yeah. Why not? Like it goes back to our conversation about getting fans in the stands and entertainment. Um, the cooler the court you have, the more likely I'd like to go there and see it, like in person. Especially like if I'm a tourist or something like that. Like you posted today, soap. I saw about. I think you retweeted something about the old Raptors one. Um, that was a, that was a home run. Like with the, the yeah. Raptor at half court, the claws on like the, um, like the elbow or whatever it was and Hornets too. You mentioned Hornets earlier, Scott. I know they kind of brought the Hornets concept back, but it's, it's not exactly the same, obviously. No, it's, like close, it, it, well, it, it's close enough. You know what? Yeah. <clears throat> the Hornets have to commit to full pinstripe. Correct. Yeah. hundred so percent. If they commit, do whatever you do, everything else you do with the different treatment, but commit yep. to the full pinstripe. Got to go full pinstripe. And don't, don't fuck with it. No. Just, just, just let it be. I, you know, I love Nike. Nike's the greatest uh, basketball yeah, yeah. apparel company of all time. Trust mm-hmm. me, they they endorse this show. We, we right. <laughs> I, I will, I will feel that way as to the to the very minute that their contract with mm-hmm. NBA ends. <laughs> but, but they're doing too much, and it's like mm, yeah. wait. And so, like, like a, a lot of the city edition jerseys are like very similar to the old mm. school jersey just do a throwback just do the throwback they're similar now, but like just shitty enough to not be as cool as like the actual throwback like there's one yeah. little thing that like one little tweak that just looks stupid and it, it great, ruins the whole thing a great example well, there, there's a reason for it mitchell and s has a license for all throwbacks so okay. yeah I, I i just feel like they could get closer I feel right. like they, they can get closer than what they're doing. Yeah. And give us the nostalgia. Everything comes back around. Everything's coming right. back around. Oh, yeah. You know, sitcoms. Like, yeah. You know, karate Kids come, came back as Cobra Kai. I mean, <laughs> why, why can't everything else just come back the way we want right. it to? Yeah. Uh, because I'm looking at some of those city edition jerseys, and I'm thinking, this is trash. Mm, yes. Big trash. Big trash. Big trash. Far too many. And they're just – a lot of them, I think, at this point are just forced. Like, this jersey doesn't need to exist. But it, it, they feel like they can it sell more. Forced. It definitely, and I feel like a lot it of it obviously comes down to money, right? I mean, the more yeah. jerseys we have, the more we can sell, right? Market shit like that. Um, but yeah, I think Hornet. Like, I assume we're all thinking like the legit, like like Larry Johnson, like Alonzo Mourning, like Hornets teal and white. Yeah, don't don't mess with it. I don't it's need to see Bud City on fucking like a white and gold like jersey. Right. Gordon Hayward, right. dude. It one is, of their courts is black this year. Yes. Yeah, oh, quartz is another thing. Each yeah, team has like a handful of quartz now. Yeah, I saw it. It's not black. Ah. It's like it's like dark light. Maybe I, it is. I don't know. Maybe it's. I mean, I'm colorblind, so I have no idea. But maybe. maybe yeah. It is. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. And the they, whole they point do, is, if, if basketball was good enough, if yeah. basketball was good enough, we wouldn't have to do all this. Right. As, right. You know. So good look, point. You, you get good point. You get the season going, and I think after this season, you get people who are really just like, okay, yeah, that's NBA's back. Ratings are up. I yeah. think we'll see less of the Kimmings. Um, right, that's fair. It, it, it drives me crazy because I'm, I'm a purist, but yeah. I do want to turn on the TV, see a team play, and know what team it is. <laughs> yes, that's a simple ask, I think. Very simple ask. Um, so that's interesting about Mitchell. I always assume Mitchell and Ness was just like a part of a bigger company. They're legit straight up 100% their own company. Yeah, they have the license for all throwbacks, anything. Yeah, they're on fire. Player. They, they wow. Mitchell and Ness has some fire stuff right now, and they have for a while because yeah. 
it's all the it's all it's all the original logos that we're, we've been talking about for the last 10 minutes um right. any any oh. you wanted to say so oh go ahead uh, yeah yeah um yeah yeah by the way well, i was i was gonna say this earlier one of the teams that's done a poor job scott have you seen the pacer city edition where it's they went to the the pinstripes and like the original jersey was black this time they went like super dark navy blue with the yellow pinstripes and i'm like hold on that's close why did you mean. change the color it's like perfect well, to scott's example. point it, it, do you think scott do you think that's an example of like the mitchell and ness copyright they can't exactly do it it, it, it may be, but yeah. if, if, look, if I'm the NBA, I sit them down and I say, look, we need to do this. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. We, 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 we enough need is to, enough. So, so we, who's going to put them side by side? Who's going to buy what? Mm. Am I going to buy this new jersey that, that's mm. close to it? Or do I, I want to grab the, the real Pacers jersey that we, we grew up knowing and we mm. equate to a finals, you know, Eastern Conference yeah, yeah. finals over and over again, Reggie Miller, even, you know, Jalen Rose, Dale, Malice Dale at the Davis, Palace, Antonio Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, Steven Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. For sure. <laughs> what a day. What a game that was. What I would give to go back to that stadium. I, I did funny. have like two teams that could switch. Go, yeah, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I would love to see if the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Pittsburgh Penguins switch colors. They would look... <laughs> Oh man, if that team I want to see that those city old... just went all black and yellow. No way, I wouldn't believe it. Um, those like jailbird Pittsburgh st- the Josh McDaniel. No, I'm thinking the Broncos. I'm thinking the Josh McDaniels era Broncos jerseys. Oh my god. Like the legit pinstripe joints. Yep. And then Pittsburgh had something similar too. They had like the Bumblebee ones. Yep. Didn't the Packers those... have something stupid? Oh, that, 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 that's the Packers. Yeah. The Packers Navy and like brown pants. Those those must have yeah. we joke about like old football on the show a lot. Those must have been the uniforms from like the 40s, like leather helmet, like Green Bay Packers uniforms. I, I think the uh the Chicago Bears like orange and dark blue. I think that would look funny on a on a bull. I don't mind like on a basketball uniform. jersey. Are you a Bears fan? It's, it's, it's the Knicks. I am. No, I, yeah, okay. Playoffs. Yeah, hey, good luck to you guys. Department. Good luck to you guys. Who do you guys have? Oh, New Orleans. That'll be good. Yeah, that'll be a fight. It's nice. It's nice to say that the Bears in the playoffs. It is, especially when you had a six-game losing streak not too long ago. Very impressive to do. You said you're a betting man earlier. I would take the Bears. Uh, Oh boy, because because dude, Drew Brees has a good amount of one in his career. Yeah, what's the spread? It's big, right? It's big. I think it's nine and a half. Yeah, that's big for the playoffs. It's big, but as a betting man, (laughs) I've never been on a favorite. Well, yeah, no, of course right. not. No need to. You bet. You bet on boring games to make them interesting. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. But I, I, I tell you right now, I'm, I'm waiting for the Bears to make some changes um, hmm. before I really get back into the Bears. Yeah. You're talking. You're talking to a Jay Cutler guy. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Good quarterback. I say that. Um, I say that. I say that publicly, and I say it proud, proudly, proudly because. Yeah. Uh, what what Jay ended up being in Chicago was a product of what didn't happen around him. When he first got there, he him. We're Patriots fans, buddy. We know oh, we have yeah. Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. We know about wait. wait. You guys are tossing him out. You, you guys are tossing Cam out. What, what, what's, what's Gladly, quickly. I I think <laughs> couldn't toss, toss him out him. soon enough. I would have given him the the Fresh Prince treatment weeks ago if I could. Send, send him to Chicago. We'll, we'll take him. Please. <laughs> I'll trade you. I you you sent us an offer sheet, Khalil Mack, and a pick for Cam Newton and Nikhil Harry. 
I'll sign it before you can say you can have Nikhil Jay Harry Cutler. for free. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. No, we're getting you Cam Newton. You're getting you're getting our second our, our number two pick from 2017, Mitch Trubisky. Here we go. Honest Wait. to God, honest to God, I would do that deal. I would take Mitch over Cam. That's not that far fetched. I'm not kidding. Did this he throw more than five time. touchdowns? This is my last time talking to Boston sports fans about anything Patriots ever. Uh, hmm. Ever. Okay. All ever. right. Well, let, let's stay on track here. I just pulled. This is a great question. Yeah. Rochelle's a fucking distraction every time he comes on this goddamn show. <laughs> Scott, you go first. Another question from our followers. This is a good one. You might have to think a little bit. Oh, hold on. Hold on. He's got something Hi. to say. Go ahead, Scott. Oh, I'm sorry. Scott. No, wait, Please. Wait. No, I. I, I love I love Boston people. I, I really do. I, I love you because you're so fucking spoiled. And it's just like Jesus Christ. You lose, <laughs> you lose Tom Brady and now there's there was no one who was gonna come behind Tom Brady and be okay with you all. And and you, and you probably know that and you accept it. It's just hilarious watching you guys get upset about this. This is great. We have six championships in what nine years and yeah. I'm I'm not upset. I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed <laughs> what I've seen from Cam Newton. That's all I'm gonna say. Bro, trust me. <laughs> I think I think Dan was saying this. That was my biggest dad many, line in quite some time. I don't I don't know how many touchdowns Mitchell Trubisky threw. I assume it five. multiplied Cam's five by I don't know, like three or he, four times. Well, actually, I don't remember. Was he like the consistent starter this year? Didn't Nick Foles start okay. here? Yeah, there we, well? we we benched. Yeah, I would we, take him. So we stumbled into five and one. Like it was the least impressive five and one you've ever seen. Yeah. And so people were calling for Nick Foles game three. Yeah. And we're five and one. Big people Dick like, Nick. Switch, switch the quarterback. Let's go. Nick comes in and doesn't give us any feeling magic. It's just like, mm. what in the world? So then it's like we just got we just let's go back and forth between the two of them until we, we stumbled. I mean, five and one. Well, we won two yeah. games since then. It's it's just it's just been so bad. Look, it's actually all we asked for Chicago was a starter, someone who we could say is a real starter. I thought I I thought you guys should have pulled the trigger on Jameis in the offseason and Cam actually in the offseason. I, I think either of those guys would have would have sufficed. I actually I, I don't think Trubisky and Cam is a good um um comparison. I think a better one is actually is Nikhil Harry and Mitch Trubisky because they're both taken way too high. And I think they're both in that scenario where it's like we're pot committed. We have to give this guy a shot. Like if Mr. Biz was a fourth round pick, he'd be gone two years ago. Sure. I hope to God, same with Nikhil Harry. Um, but it's just <laughs> like when you're a first round pick, not to mention Trubisky was a second overall pick. It's like, you have to wait to justify it just so you can say, I told you so. Yeah, no, but sure. eventually sure. you got to make yeah. a business decision. <laughs> but again, like putting Nick Foles behind, like Nick, yeah. Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP as a backup. Yeah, I saw. I've heard. And, uh, he's just not starter. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, well, until we mm-hmm. get the starter, um, I'll, I'll, I'll watch and I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be supportive. But my heart can't get into it until there's some real changes. I mean, but oh, they're, they're hanging on to Mitch because of the stuff that you said. You have to give it a chance to be able to say, well, we gave it everything we had. But, uh, <laughs> oh, did they? <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 it's time. Well, I mean, the good news is it's not like the, there weren't really any other quarterbacks after that that you could have taken. So you you kind of just took the best that was available, and you had to roll with them. We we no, we had to move up to get him because there was my fault. Yes, you had to aggressively move up to make sure no one else took him, and they 
whoever was left, you know, they they picked the scraps from there. But uh, but yeah, I, I can't I can't remember who else was who else was in that draft. It, it wasn't a good QB year. <laughs> no, no one comes to mind. Um, we, we did the best we could. <laughs> certainly tried. Yeah. Um, any closing thoughts on the soap before I move on? I was as I was going to ask kind of a related thing. What's the best experience in terms of the? So you root Bears, Bulls. Who are you baseball wise? You White Sox, right? Oh, good question. No, I'm a White Sox fan. Okay. okay. Bears, Bulls, yeah. White Sox. And I, I don't know if you have been to a Blackhawks game, but if you've been to all four of those things, what's the best like experience? Ooh. It, it, it's always, it has always been about the timing. I'll say this Blackhawks games are consistently electric, mm. regardless of whether or not they win Stanley Cups or not. Hawks games have. And, and, and insane energy. I would say, so Cubs games, Cubs games don't have energy. It makes it, it's a really big sports bar. I mean, you know, yeah. Wrigley is basically just a massive beer garden. And I, I would say a third of the people there are crazy diehard fans. The other two thirds are just out to have beers and just hang yeah. out. So um, you, wait, so you go to Cubs games too? Yeah. I, I, so I, I grew up on our side. So I grew up going to Cubs games, uh, not really loving the team. You know, I think uh, I think Andre Dawson, Ryan yeah. Sandberg, you know, those guys, they, they were guys, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you knew them, you liked them. But the, the Sox teams that, that, that kind of came around when I was playing baseball and really enjoying baseball, just, you know, they, they, they spoke to me more. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, there's, there's a sport in the city that hasn't been. You know, no, I'm sorry. I've not been to a, a Chicago Fire game yet. That's the Is only soccer? Yeah, that's the only team I haven't been to. But that's a cool um, name. Yeah, I, I I I find my way around all the different uh, the different uh, teams mm. and leagues. You know, you, you you know you get friends who may have tickets for something. Again, Cubs game is a good time. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, summertime mm-hmm. you want to be outside, have a good time, and you know, Rome Wrigleyville afterwards. Cool, it's a great experience. But they yeah. they count on that as the experience. Yeah. So if yeah. people come to town, they have to go see Wrigley. They have to go do right. that whole thing. Yeah. Go out, go to the bars, walk around. Doesn't mean that going to the stadium and having a beer and a hot dog at the stadium is anything more special than any of the stadium I've been to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of like Fenway too. I think Fenway is like that type of field that's a tourist attraction enough to say, "Oh, I went to Fenway." But yeah, that's cool. Um, oh, last question from what? Jesus, <laughs> hold on. Go Chicago ahead. Stadium, a hundred times better than United Center, right? When when Jordan was playing. Yeah. Yes, because it was loud as hell. Really? It was like uncomfortably loud in Chicago Stadium. I can see that. I, I, I went as a kid, I, I got to go to Chicago Stadium twice. Um, and it was, you know, it was, it was back when Jordan was really, really, really playing well. You, you had to, the, the waiting list for tickets was like 10 years long. So if you had a, a family friend who had tickets and they called you like mm-hmm. five o'clock, said, hey, we can't go tonight, use our tickets. We're like, yeah, we're there, we're going. Mm-hmm. And you go, it's a special thing. Um, it was a really ratty place, but insanely loud, insanely electric, and um, you know that, that that was by far the best experience uh, I've, I've ever had to a sporting event was going mm. to Old Chicago State. Now I like United Center because it's still like when you know when the Bulls are good, it's still a fun place to watch a game. But that, that Chicago State is crazy, absolutely. Mm. Jealous. All right. Last question for me. This is the last one I picked from the letters from our fans. Um, Scott, we'll start with you. Would you rather your breath smell like a fart or your laugh sound like a fart? 
And you work with a lot of people, so keep that in mind. I laugh a lot too, though. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's the funny guy. Yeah. I, 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 I enjoy laughter, man. It probably had to be breath, you know. I think I'd agree. I think that one's easier to explain to someone. Like my breath yeah. just stinks. <laughs> if right. you laugh and fart, that's like, that's. I, I have some questions. Like, yeah. what the fuck's wrong with this guy? But Toby, ironically, you suffer from both these conditions. So, which one is the easier one to manage? The the one that I prefer, the one that I'll go out with. Um, <laughs> What's your can, going out preference? Yeah, if I can control one, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather my laugh sound like a fart, a hundred percent. Because I, I I think the smell is such a deterrent. Like, dude, you you talk to someone with bad breath, you don't want to fucking mm. stand next to that person, like you got a good chance with a girl at the bar or something. And then all of a sudden you talk smells like diarrhea. Mm. Good. That's not, but you can also, you can control somewhat if you laugh or not, you can at least try. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can try not to laugh. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to have to tell him like, I do have a very funny laugh. So my bad. That's, but, that's fair. That's interesting. Who, who wants to live a life where you're not laughing? That's a great line. That's a great one. Put Confucius, that on a so Rochelle over here. So be, yeah, yeah. Look. A, li- a life without laughing isn't worth living. That's what I always say. Even if it sounds like a fart. Hey, Put that on. I'm putting that on Pinterest. You two live long enough. You understand how, some how important laughter is. I enjoy it thoroughly. I enjoy Who wrote it. that question? What kind of fans do you have? Don't worry about it. I ask myself that every day. That's act- Those are actually two of the more kosher ones I chose for tonight. Um, that's all I got. So if anything else before we let this young man get back to his life, I think I had one cause I am really interested. I'm sorry, Scott. What do you, Go ahead. Scott, because I know that you're a peer of the game and I think you, obviously you work with a lot of guys who are also the same. What, what do you think is going on through people's heads? Ex players when they see the James Harden, like fucking fiasco unfold, this guy's just showing up with like titty dust, at half court, <laughs> he's dropping the jump 40. ball. <laughs> he's dropping forty. Yeah, he's dropping forty. And he's fat, and then he's, he's dropping gaining forty and dropping forty. Yeah. Well, first of all, James Harden is not a pioneer. Quote that he is not a pioneer Uh-oh. of this. breaking news. Okay, that's true. Come on. The first thing you know, what the first thing guys well, who say, else? who's the most well-known? Well, I I guess. Well, Rodman. You, you you do remember that Jordan had to pull Robin out of Vegas. I know. I said besides Rodman, they're they're quite a, they're quite a That's few twenty years ago. Time. So so yeah. what the guys are doing now, looking at this, they're kind of saying, "Damn, I'm so glad I didn't play in 2020." That's yeah. what they're saying. They're saying, this. "Yeah, thank, very good thank point." God, there are camera phones and social media <laughs> because you know James Harden gets a bad rap for doing some things here and there, but is he the pioneer? No, is he the worst? Hell no. There is so you many. Think he's more. not the worst right now. Right now, though. Currently, no, absolutely not. Because, but, well, because he drops forty, mm. and he's polarizing because of his style of play. Uh, yeah, that's fair. We're paying that's attention. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. There's definitely like, like. Oh, God. I, I agree. There's probably like, like role players in the league who are animals. No one just cares enough to to follow it. Right. So that's fair. But, but so to answer your question, no. The first thing pops in guys' head is, "Thank God I don't play in this era because I wouldn't have made it." Mm. I did see Jordan say something like that recently about like. Man, I'm not sure what I would have done if social media was like this when I played. But I, I guess toast. maybe I should clarify in terms of like, what do you think they think of how his behavior is not just not the off the court stuff, but him basically like kind of boycotting his own team for 
it, it doesn't seem like he wants to be there. Like, what do you think the ex-players mm. think of that? Well, so again, that's, that's, not, question. that's not new either. But I, I do think that that crosses a line with certain players. I have heard people say, you know, be as pissed off as you want the front office, be as unhappy as you want to, but when you're on the court, mm-hmm. it's all business. Mm-hmm. I, I have heard that come out where players are saying, no, 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 no. As long as the checks are being cashed, yeah, then you need to do your job on the court. As soon yeah. as you get off the court, as soon as you got the court, you can MF anybody you want to. But while yeah. you're on the court, give your teammates and the team what they what they deserve. I mean, look, you got to think about it. There, there have been players over the course of time who have absolutely hated each other. You know, yeah. you know so somebody has slept with someone's wife or something, you know, or whatever. Yeah. They get on the court, it's all business. And that's what it yeah. has to be. I think that's the professionalism of, of professional sports. And so when that leaks into the, the play, again, if James Harden comes out and gives you 10 and 10, one night, then you got you got to say, it's All right, "Whoa, bro, bro, like, like, what's happening?" Yeah, but I think I think he made it. I think he's trying to make a point. I think he's trying to make a point. Look, I can do what I want. I can still give you buckets. I can Very come in point. out of shape under your under your uh, opinion. I'm out of shape, but I'll still bust everybody's ass. That you know, there, there's a difference between what athletes know and do and what the general public knows and yeah. can do. So. Well, I, I will say the other difference this year too is obviously with with the COVID guidelines and stuff too. Like you saw how you know Houston already had a game postponed. Now that wasn't directly James right. Harden's fault, one hundred percent, but I don't think that helped. So, in a way, the argument of okay, I'm going to go out to the strip club, strip club, come back tomorrow and drop fifty is fine. Not not now though. You can't justify doing that shit now because you're you're openly breaking league rules and potentially putting your teammates and other people at risk. If you blat like he blatantly just doesn't care. I think he's been better since that one when he got really, you know, the, the high profile one before the season. Yeah. But just looking at that incident alone, if I'm if I'm a veteran on the Rockets, it's like I, I don't have time to deal with this shit. Now, I, I can't even think of a veteran on the Rockets. But if there was one, like like Boogie Cousins or someone, it's like bro, bro I'm trying right. to make a fucking comp. I'm trying to get my career back on track. I can't afford to risk missing games for close contact because you can't stay in your fucking hotel room for a week yeah. when we're in Atlanta. Yeah. So I think that's the only real different wrinkle in this whole thing, which is kind of a, to your guys' point, kind of an FU to the team. I just don't understand like his position in terms of how he feels about the Rockets um, management in front of office about their ability to, to put a team around him that can win. They've, they've acquired all guys that he wanted there. Dwight Howard, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, and subsequently gotten rid of all those guys because he then didn't want them there. So like, I don't know. I just don't truly get his beef and he's a talented player. I'm j- I've just never been, I'm not a hater, but I don't really care for his game because I don't think it's fun to watch the, you know, the, the machine gun dribble into a, a step back three doesn't really yeah. do it for me. I'm, I, I absolutely hate it. Yeah. I absolutely okay. Same. hate it, but I respect the fact that the professional when he's at the top of his game, Mm-hmm. You're not stopping it. Um, yeah. And there are a lot of players like that for me where I just go, I can't watch you play. I, I don't want to see you do do your job the way you do it. Yeah. But I'm not gonna t- I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say you're not a player. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna say that you're not an MVP candidate. I'm just just don't want to see it. And so I, I, I'm with you yeah. on that, Sophie. I, I think yeah. he gets a, he gets a lot of shit because people just don't want to watch him do what he does. Yeah. 
tra- traditionally the other team or fans of the other team because <laughs> right. they're usually getting 50 dropped on their head exactly. yes i would agree i used to say the same shit about kobe like the later kobe years like the 24 kobe in boston so this guy's gonna come in he's gonna take the most ridiculous triple coverage shots and 70 percent <laughs> of them are gonna go in and i'm gonna get really pissed but like i can't knock him for that same with like lebron when he was doing his thing in the east we talk about this all the time set no matter what happened in a playoff series with boston we could be up 3-0, 3-1, we could be up 50 at halftime. This dude is going to the finals. <laughs> like it doesn't matter <laughs> anything else that happens. So well, I don't even know why I, I I waste my time watching these games. The, the, true, exactly. the true professionals, the true <laughs> professionals will get it done. And and yeah. I think I think LeBron and Kobe are both great examples because mm-hmm. I hated Kobe too when yeah. he was, you know, come kind of coming into his own because I'm a Jordan fan. Yeah. Every right. Jordan fan, anyone who sees Jordan as greatest of all time, has a mm-hmm. natural uh, reaction to anyone who challenges his throne, anyone who comes in. Yeah. And the problem with Kobe wasn't just that he was good, it was that he emulated Michael. Same dude. Things he yeah. did. So it was kind of like, who do, you, who do you think you are? And after a few years <laughs> yeah. and a couple of championships, you're like, uh, I know who he is now. He's that dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I respect him and I, and I became a Kobe fan. I hated him when he was he was beating up on the Blazers and the Sacramento yeah. Kings because I liked those yeah. teams and mm-hmm. I also did not want to see Phil Jackson take another team in three P. Mm, good point. Three P belong to the Bulls, and so you know LeBron's dealing with the same thing right now. Where people, the people are seeing LeBron in, in the in the frame of Jordan, mm-hmm. and when they see him have success, every time he has success, that chips away a little bit more at the Jordan legacy to some yeah. people. Yeah, and that's where the hatred comes from. It's not that he's a yeah. bad guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. does he have some quirks about him that make him? You know, sometimes unlikable. Does he flop? Does, does he grandstand? No. So what? The hatred really comes from the fact that he challenges. He he challenges what Jordan has established. Yeah. And I mean, look, the, the last dance. We the, the last dance was created in order to give Michael his pedestal back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That that whole project was about Michael reminding everybody that I'm still liking Jordan. And I'm gonna tell you my Some story. Someone say he took it personally. Like this. Yeah. Well, you know, he takes everything personally, right? So, um, so, you know, with with that, I think it's time for us to start taking players and, you know, reviewing them and giving them their flowers individually. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm personally tired, I'm tired of the Jordan comparisons, mm-hmm. mainly because there's, there'll never be another Jordan. And mm-hmm. it's, that's a good thing. But the league should want to have a LeBron James. They should want to have a Steph Curry. They want to have guys in their, in their own right who are doing things differently, different styles, different, different sizes. I mean, LeBron is a different kind of player. LeBron and Jordan aren't even, I mean, there's like a, yeah, there's like a, 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 I don't know, four inches and 40, 50 pounds difference. Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought the same thing. So, yeah, you know, uh, but yeah, it it just frustrates me uh, that they they didn't do that because we're missing, we're missing the greatness of LeBron. Right. And for me to be a Jordan believer of him being the greatest of all time takes a lot. But I'm I'm at a point now where I'm like, yeah, you know, let's let's just go ahead and acknowledge his greatness. Mm hmm. Do you have LeBron number two? No. Oh boy. Absolutely not. Top twenty. Top, I, I, top, yeah. Comfortably. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> so, so what? What people, what people like to do is they like to take all the players and put them in a list as if if they're all in the same court at the same time. Yeah, and right. exactly. in doing that, in doing that, of course, no one LeBron put LeBron in nineteen sixty five NBA, and he's gonna, you know. Numbers. They, yeah. They probably be like an X-Men, right? So it's not fair to do that. But you have to give you know, you have to give like Kareem, 
Mm-hmm. You've got to give you got to give Kareem and, and Wilt, mm-hmm. you know, the respect that they deserve, and the Bill Russells of the world, and all those people. You have to give them what they've earned, the Oscar Robertsons of the world. And so by doing that, it's tough for me to put LeBron in that top two, because I I still believe there's work to be done on LeBron's half to be in the conversation with them. Is right. he the greatest player right now? Of course, era wise, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but he's, this isn't the first era. It's not the it's not the right. last era. But, but you know, we have to realize that the NBA was started, you know, what almost seventy five years ago. I think we're I think we're NBA seventy five next year. Uh, there's a lot of basketball that happened, and, and, we, and, and there's a lot of guys who dominated at a higher level than LeBron did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But so we, we we can acknowledge that without saying he's not great now. But top two. Sorry, I asked. Good. So, Scott, you, I'll wrap you. You, you keep talking to a, keep talking to a Jordan fan about LeBron, and you know. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I'm I'm gonna that's get fair. testy after a while. Yeah, that's all, good. that's all right. All three of us are. I just pretend to be like less biased about it, but I there's sometimes where I'm just like I can't stand LeBron again. But uh, <laughs> it it's changed over time. It's like I, as I've gotten older, I've respected I've respected him more for what he does off the court and obviously on the court. But um, because when I was like you know, in high school and college, I didn't give a shit about what he did off the court. Like whatever. Um, like, Oh, faithful to his wife. Good to his kids. <laughs> Started a school. Nah, no thanks. But now that I see this shit, that, that is, that is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, the other thing is, is like, we're arguing where his all time rank is against people who've been retired for 20 years and he's still playing at an elite level, <laughs> you know, like it's not, it's not, you're not gonna want to hear this, but it's not absurd to think that he can still win another two or three rings in Los Angeles. If my math serves me correct, if he won three, that would put him at seven. Um, Scott, I don't, I don't know the, what he's doing right now. I'm just trying to do some math off the top of my head. But while, while I do the math, Soapy, go ahead. I'll get back to you with an answer shortly. He's trying He's trying to piss me off. That's what he's trying to do. No, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> but no, you know what I mean? It's like he, this yeah. dude's still fucking playing. <laughs> like, let him finish his career. Then we'll see how he compares to these guys who haven't played in 20 years. But that can't happen because Jordan still has to be the greatest of all time. The goalposts are going to continue Besides to move. That We're going to continue to move that. the goalposts around <laughs> yeah. until he's just not the greatest. Because first last, it was rings, Last right? dance part two, coming to a theater near you, the day Dude, LeBron retires. I'll tell you right now, it's already in production. There, There is so much <laughs> B-roll and everything else. And there's so many yeah. interviews on the cutting room floor. Last dance two is going yeah. to happen. Um, Every Laker win, they film a new like ooh, five minutes of the last dance Breaking two. news. I want to leak what? that. What do you say? He said that the last dance two is coming. And I know he said on the last interview that he that scott spoke to like a lot of the guys that were uh involved or you know oh, personally cool. that a lot of those guys that's were cool. like, yeah. asked to participate so oh, yeah, yeah. That's there's, kind there's, of there's a lot of, there's a lot of no the the, the the run is over right the six championships happened but there's so right. much content from that oh hell yeah. I, you know oh, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised i mean it'd be stupid not to take some some sort of aggregation of all that yeah and keep putting out content especially if if the you know the, mm-hmm. the documentary did so well. Yeah. Definitely. And people say it was just the timing of it. No, people were going to tune yeah. in no matter when. Everyone 100%. was going to watch that stuff. Everyone was going to it. It was on but, Sunday uh, night. Like, what yeah. difference does it make if it was right. a pandemic or not? It's fucking Sunday night. Yeah, yeah I agree. I was thinking to myself the other day, like, I would give anything, like, to go back. When was that, like, April, May, when it came out? 
Like, yep. dude, those Sunday nights when they were airing live was so fun. It was so good. Following the whole Twitter, day was full of anticipation. Oh, everyone, everyone was excited. Everyone had something to so distract good, them dude. from all the craziness of the world. I would sure. give anything to go back to that. Like, take like the Men in Black like mind eraser and just go back to April <laughs> and like watch them all again. Oh man, better times. Scott, I'll wrap you up on this one. Final mm-hmm. Chicago centric question. What's up, um. Dude? I think we asked you a little bit about music last time, and there's some news that came oh out today. Some news oh that came out today. <laughs> and I'm wondering if this changes your opinion on this person. So apparently, apparently, the Louis Vuitton Don, Kanye West, and Kim Kardashian are about to split. They're on the rocks. They're about to divorce. Who could have said it coming? He, right. he even went so far as to call her Chris Jong-un, Chris Jenner. So that being That's said, like, now that he's... Now that he's out of at least that like influence, will you play his music a little more? Just being a Chicago guy? No, he still has that fucking red hat on. Get out of here. I thought he wasn't. But as much. I, I never know with him. Like, you, you, like you don't one come back, don't come back that. from it. That's fair. Right? No, okay. you, you don't come back from it. Um, you know, you, you call it a lapse in judgment, but he he doubled Oof. down on it. I don't call it a lapse in judgment. No, he yeah, doubled down you. on it. He, yeah. he, he owned it. And for that, no. So my, my my issue with him and his my issue with him has nothing to do with Kim. Okay. It really came down to putting on that red hat and saying her voice yeah. and just the damaging things he said because I, I couldn't I thought about it, I couldn't think of like what what would be a legitimate reason for him to do this? He's worth a mm. billion dollars. Trump can't write him a check that he needs or he wants. Like what mm. what really is it about? And if it's just about the shits and giggles, if he thinks it's all for sport and he thinks it's a game, then I can't deal with him because it's not a game. It mm. really isn't. You know, uh, the polls close in Georgia. Uh, you know, they're counting votes right now. Yeah, this this isn't a game. It, it, this is life and death. And you know, when you when you play with that and you think it's something you can just take your platform that's that massive mm-hmm. and be that irresponsible with it, you just don't come back. Uh, you know. But that, that, that's just my, my personal opinion on professionally. So you know, if Kanye wants to come and support the NBRPA, brother, we got you. But personally, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And per, he can per, put on a red bulls hat. Keep going. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, so that, 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 that to me was just too distasteful. You're out on Wayne too, right? I fully understand if the answer is yes. <laughs> no, I'm not out on Wayne because right? I, I think what? I think – Wayne was looking for a pardon, bro. He's got charges pending. He's got that's like true. 15 Wayne, years. That is fair. Right. Wayne had yeah, his he, hand out. Yeah, that yeah. is a little different. That's a very good point. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess. It's a very good point. <laughs> well, you always end these episodes on these down, like, not no. happy notes. No, it's not that happy. No, I'll tell you what. If I had 15, if I was looking at 15 years, boy, <laughs> I'd have a whole red suit on. Get me a meeting <laughs> with Donald Trump. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'd be dancing and I'd be crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on. Are you are you excited for? Jail. Are you excited for the aliens to come in 2021? Because that's definitely happening, right? Speaking of Lil Wayne, if, 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 if they if they didn't if they didn't come in 2020, then it's over. They, they missed their window. Hmm. I don't know. I'm still giving them a chance. I'm giving them a grace period. Yeah, I'm maybe they wait for things to die down a little bit so that they could have all the attention. Ooh, poor word choice, but yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. No, it'll Dang, be an interesting, so uh, interesting couple of days. Yeah, you know what? I might, I'm I might just cancel my cable and turn off my internet for the next few days. I'm, I'm pro- if things don't go the way I want them to, I'm, pro- I'm definitely going to have to put the 
put the Twitter away for a little bit because that, I was going to say we could start our own Canadian sure. team. Let's we, expand we, our own team. We need to start we, our own Canadian team. We got to go farther than Canada, bro. If things don't go the way we want them to. North Pole has been itching for a sports franchise in recent time. Yeah, From let's what go I to heard. a different. Let's go to a different country, Alaska. <laughs> With Man, that, look, all right, we'll let you go, get brother. The same viewership as you had in New Orleans. <laughs> probably. Um, all right, Scott Rochelle, the man, the myth, the legend. What's your uh, Twitter handle and everything again? Where can people follow you? So I'm at Scott Rochelle underscore um, nice. on Twitter and just Very at sweet. Scott Rochelle on Instagram. And, um, you know, most importantly, it's at NBA alumni for the association. That, that's yes, where we have a lot of the good content coming that, out. That's a great follow. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and then, then got, um, what's your handle on Parlor? <laughs> At the real Scott Rochelle. Hey, hey, hey Magus. If, if the Red fans have 15 Rochelle. years waiting for me, look, look. <laughs> when, when the fans have 15 years for me, it's going to be yeah. at underscore Maga Scott. Yeah. <laughs> the Red Rifle himself. Maga Scott. Right, brother. Good talking to you, man. Man, I appreciate you guys. Always fun. Later, bud. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah.